The Playhouse and That's Not Canon Productions acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording this show today and all surrounding areas where we live, learn, and work. We also pay our respects to Elders past, present, and emerging. Here we go, here we go! We're back in the studio. Here we are, we're back here, we're ready to go. We're back, we're well-rested. Well-rested? We are... Actually, here for our final interview of scene, season one. No, it's happy. It's happy. We're still we still have another episode coming next week. But this okay. <laughs> so it's not goodbye. It's just it's just a signpost. How are you, Chels? Oh, I'm feeling good. Yeah. Full of vim and vigor. Yes. <laughs> Full of vitamins too. I <laughs> well. I have not had my inner health plus today, but um, yeah. Full of full of vitamins of life. Full of life. Love it. Full of enthusiasm. Full of excitement. Today. We have an interview with the delightful Brisbane powerhouse herself, Steph Long. Now, Stephanie is a fabulous performer and we're also going to be talking about her creative practice, what she's like performing, a bit of like cheeky like advice as well for those who are interested in performing. Yeah. And this episode was recorded from home. So the audio quality is not good, but that's okay. We'll be back in your ear holes next week with crispy, beautiful audio. Yes. So enjoy the episode. Enjoy the episode. Let's go. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. We're really excited to have you here with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I guess where we can get started is you've actually got a bit of a special guest also with you for the recording today. I sure do. <laughs> so I'm recording this next to my birdcage because if I leave my parrot, her name is Audrey, um, if I leave and she hears me talking somewhere else in the house, she will just flop to me until I come and get her. So she's in the chair next to me. She's being a relatively good girl thus far, but she uh, she may give us a wee scream later just to make sure we remember that she's there. We'll, got, we'll line up some questions for her towards the end. <laughs> Great. Yes, I want her. Yeah, good. Oh, well, Steph, you are a performer in the Brisbane scene. I would love to know mm-hmm. how you found your way into the arts. Was it something you started as a kid? Absolutely. Um, I was super lucky to have parents that met in a band and did musicals together. You you know, that really, really wholesome stuff. Um, so it was definitely in the fam before I could have, you know, made the decision for myself, if that makes any sense. So, you know, I grew up watching them do gigs and and seeing shows and, you know, it peaked in interest so, so early. I was just going to be a singer. That was that was little Stephanie's dream and there was absolutely nowhere else for me to go in my, in my mind. And I'm so lucky to have had that upbringing, I suppose, um, and parents that supported me all the way. They... You know, they helped me do my uni degree. They they very much weren't pushing me to, to find something safer or, you know, do something else as well. They were 100% behind me, which I think makes all the difference, to be honest. And so it's always been that way. What kind of training did you undertake to get to where you are today? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously as a kid I did all the normal, you know, ballet at five years old with the little bun and I wear big thick glasses too and a little kid trying to do, like, turns with a pair of glasses on is the cutest and saddest thing you've ever seen. So I did all the normal stuff as a kid, did acting classes. I went to the University of Ballarat Arts Academy and that is where I did my Bachelor of Arts in Musical Theatre. And that was, I went straight out of school and did that. And that was kind of my, that's my main training, I suppose. And they, they do very much cover absolutely everything there, which intense, but really amazing. And then from there, I kind of jumped into the industry little by little. And, and here we are. 
And do you believe training is important when it comes to performing in the arts? It's something I think about quite a lot. There she is, there's Audrey. Um, <laughs> I, n- having done the course, I loved it and it taught me some really, I mean, not only skills-wise and what I wanted to train, but, you know, as a human being as well. I'm not sure whether it depends where you go. I think sometimes it is a case of the name can precede itself. Um, I think constant training is more important than having the, the degree saying you did the three years because that doesn't necessarily get you the work yet. It definitely might help get you an agent and it might help you get in the room. But I'm, I'm still a bit out on that, even though I did the full three-year experience. I don't think it's necessarily enough of an advantage for it to be a non-negotiable. But the training was incredible and you very much immerse yourself in the life of you know, someone who is in musical theatre, all all facets of the training, it's very intense. And like I said, not only do you learn the, you know, the singing and the dancing skills, but it definitely teaches you a lot about yourself when you commit to something like that and do it full time. It's hard. It's really hard, but very rewarding. Well, did you always picture when you were growing up going into the musical theatre pathway? Because I know you, you were studying singing, dancing and acting. Were you hoping to have mm-hmm. like a, a specialist career just in musical theatre? Yeah, it's funny. It was it was never a case of, oh, it's musical theatre or bust, to be honest, that it like, I guess I was doing all of the, you know, all three of the, the skills separately and never, you know, started doing musicals when I was, oh, still pretty young. But it was it wasn't always that oh, I want to be a musical theatre person. I just knew that it was going to be something at the very least I wanted to sing it, that was kind of the you know if it's if it's on stage and like I said my parents met in a band so I very much you know grew up with more of that influence but it did really pique my interest um I've definitely not really stayed just in the musical theatre land if anything it's something it's more of a sometimes treat for me now which I do love um I'm definitely more so into the you know cover singer um, side of it I suppose but I absolutely love it and when I do get the chance to to play in musical theatre land it, it's it's definitely very special and it's a different kind of storytelling that you can't really do singing pub covers as much as I love it it is a different kettle of fish and I'm so lucky when I get to. Do you ever get stage fright? Because it seems like you do such Actually, a yeah. stuff but really? <laughs> oh man it's it's something that I have learned to really channel into more of a energy than a than a nerves thing but I definitely for, for band gigs not so much anymore um depending on or oh, depends on the location of the gig and who you're with I suppose but I definitely get more of the I feel more of the pressure for stage stuff obviously I think a lot of people are the same and I'm very ritualistic I have to to be very specific in particular when it comes to like my pre-show rituals and you know I do get a bit of performance anxiety or at least I used to yeah as I've kind of grown up I've definitely learned how to channel that into something a bit more healthy but occasionally yeah it's there have been a couple of gigs where I've just stood side stage and gone I absolutely do not want to go and do this right now but I'm absolutely about to go do it and it's just going to (laughs) happen and it's the biggest thrill you've really got to love this thing to do it so it keeps you feeling alive (laughs) something like that something like that the natural beauty of performing regardless you're just gonna get stage absolutely <laughs> oh it's, it's it's addictive we must do it for some reason hey <laughs> yeah oh for sure and because you've yeah. done a bit of performing and some gigs in the Brisbane scene as well have you kind yeah. of noticed there's a bit of like a, a an essence or like something special about performing in Brisbane like there's a little I don't know an atmosphere feeling when it comes to it Absolutely. Um, And I find, I mean, there is 
a, a slight amount of crossover between, I guess, if I look at the work, like the spheres of people that I have in my musical theatre side of the world and my gigging side of the world, there is a little bit of crossover, but I think above above everything, and especially at the moment, there is that feeling of gratitude has really interspersed itself amongst all the industries, especially creative of that, no matter what we're doing, we are, when we get to do it, it's so special. And I think Brisbane itself, being a relatively small scene, I guess it depends who you ask, but that in itself is is really special and you do see the same people supporting as well as performing. But yeah, I think at the moment, especially having having a gig that wasn't cancelled is is a pretty special thing and everyone's definitely rallying together. You, you've got to. We've, that's all we can do, right? Oh, Sounds yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I had a gig on the Friday night before the lockdown was announced and we still at every gig you sit there at your dinner break and you go, I'm so glad that this one went ahead and it's 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 different. The gigs feel different now. I mean, now now is a bit different seeing as there there's nothing going on, but you know, before this lockdown had even kind of been hinted at, there's it's definitely it's harder. It's harder to stay in the industry and stay positive at the moment and if you you know, you've got to look out for each other. It's it's actually a pretty beautiful thing. And I mean that's all you can do in a time like this is find the good stuff and find the people who need it and and enjoy, I could be, you know, making music is a beautiful thing as a job. You know, it's, it's, it's a blessing, but then to do it and, and still be able to when lots of people can't. It's a weird time. That's that's really all you can say, hey. <laughs> it's also been like a really lovely time, I think, specifically for the Southeast Queensland theatre community because we've really had to, mm. like, get stuff on and band together because there wasn't a lot of stuff travelling in mm-hmm. for a while there. I'd love to yes. know throughout yes. era that has been the last 18 months, has there been anything new uh-huh. that you like new training or a new thing that you wouldn't normally do that you got to do because of the lockdown and because we were stuck at home so much oh well I yeah I actually did I was part of an awesome little show called the Brisbane Bunch which was super exciting and I love that it did bring together well, people that I hadn't met and who are essentially on our on our doorsteps you know it's the internet it might be a crazy thing but it's also a beautiful thing especially when you can't really see people in person but I also got to do um, a band that I sing for did some live streaming gigs as well so getting to be part of the normal you know the normal performing stuff the normal material but in such a a different performative way like I said that the internet I have I have my thoughts about about it I mean what are you going to do it's 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 the only reason why we can do this it's the only reason why we can stay connected and so why not attempt to you know meld our art into what's working because if in person isn't working then you've got to find something else <laughs> did you get to do any sort of like alternative perform- like the zoom things were popping off everywhere and we know you did carols in the house oh, man. yeah so how do, how does yes. it differ performing live audience versus performing to a little teeny camera even even when we kind of came out of that initial lockdown and there were the the first time we really experienced the restrictions on you know no dancing at gigs and stuff I even really felt that doing band gigs it was so a different experience even just not having people in front of you and having you know that energy in the in the room of people you know letting themselves you know express themselves through movement as you know as silly as that may sound it, it actually really does make a difference when you're working off each other. So I guess when you are then in a situation where it's a little camera, I mean, for anything that's pre-recorded, I'm sure a lot of artists are the same. I am such a perfectionist. If I have the chance to do something more than once, I'll probably do it 18 times and then end up picking the first one anyway. So if anything, I don't like when I 
can have more control even though that's actually what I want. But I do love that element of live where you just, well, <laughs> you've got no do-overs, you've got no do-overs, but you've got to go with the times. And it is really nice to to be able to just do the same performing thing, but just, it's just another kettle of fish, but it's still a good thing. And it still means that performing has been able to happen, I suppose. You kind of mentioned it um, a bit briefly as well, but you've done Carol's in the House and The Bigger mm-hmm. Bunch, which is part of the, mm-hmm. I'd say, Theatre House umbrella, which is what we're part yes. of as well. How's it been being in a community with, creative enthusiasts and being in that umbrella of all these people that have a passion for the arts it's so nice and it's honestly probably one of the first experiences that I've had I live about halfway between Brisbane Gold Coast so I feel like I often I mean at the moment especially not really being able to mingle and see people at shows and etc how nice to have the community of people that one you know are going through the same thing and two are still you know no matter whether we're able to create or not are still finding ways to express that passion and oh it's so special and how nice for Brisbane and a really nice positive thing people who really want to get this kind of stuff done it's really important being motivated is hard especially when it's a time like this so I think I think theatre house playhouse all of the houses under the umbrella I think it's really important and hooray cheers to you guys with creators in general and artists and performers and instruments mm. people with instruments and everything like that everyone is like well loved with everyone and everyone yeah. loves to just connect with people and just be there for everyone that's what I've absolutely kind of found from it yeah yeah and I I think it's such an antiquated idea that we're you know up against each other or we're all you know oh we're both going for this we're blah 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 at the end of the day if 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 people who have supported me are winning that's a win for me too like I I, I just love that support system of it's when when you can kind of get over that ego driven thought of everything's a competition and and I'm these are you know people I have to look out for I mean it's such a it's such a high school esque mindset but how nice to just know that ah oh, everyone's just happy for each other we all just want to do the same thing and there's room enough for more than one so <laughs> why why choose to be anything but supportive and especially after after all you know the last 18 months i think that's something really special to come out of a situation like this is that everyone's just rooting for each other we all know how much we love it and how much it sucks to not do it yeah and that's really neat advice too about like not taking someone else's win as your loss like it is your win absolutely that's a, that's absolutely yeah do you have 100% and i think no 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 it's 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 something i just being in this industry is it can be really hard whether it's you know I mean I kind of feel like I have my my thumb in a lot of pies the, the theater thing the sometimes cabaret style show thing the, the cover scene like I, I'm pretty lucky to, to do a variety of things but the overall like the arching umbrella of performing I suppose it's really hard when you combine something that you really really love into something that you live off and you make your life off and I think finding a balance is definitely a journey that everyone has to go through and get wrong which is you know it's easy to do when something is your biggest love I think there's just something so simple just be great be grateful for what you've got look after the people around you look after yourself and just be a good person and good things will come to you. And if you love it, then do it. And if you start to not love it, you're allowed to change your mind. Mm-hmm. I think we just put so much pressure on ourselves. It's nice to just remember that we're also lucky to do it. And attitude of gratitude. I'm all for it. 
On, on top of that, and on, on the same note, what is the main bit of advice that you think young performers would benefit from knowing if they wanted to head into the creative industry? I've been out of uni for, oh, I don't even want to do the maths on that, a good number of years now. Um, and I've really been kind of, you know, in the industry since then. Um, I did theme parks for a while before I kind of went total freelance rogue. Um, <laughs> and someone, I remember reading something once and a good friend had has reiterated it to me quite a few times throughout the years if you give up you got like the time is going to pass anyway right if it genuinely makes you unhappy or you're not fulfilled anymore then sure but when it does get tough if it's the thing that you really want you just gotta stick to it I remember for the longest time being stuck in a you know in a job that I wasn't super happy in and kind of really losing sight of, oh, am I going to be able to actually make this happen for myself or is this is this worth the kind of, I feel so dejected and I feel so, it gets, it, it can get really draining, especially at the beginning. And a friend said to me, he's like, you, in 10 years' time, you will remember this, but you won't be living it. He's like, if you love it, don't give up. Don't give up. And it's so worth it. It's so worth the hard work because eventually you get to a point that you didn't think you could and you get to do what you love. And no, I'm not saying it happens for absolutely every single person. But if you work hard, that sounds so, that's so like airy, very inspirational, but it's so true. Exactly what you said though, because even though yeah. it sounds so cliche though, like never give up. I'm like, but it's so true. Yeah. If you, if yeah. You up, yeah. That's the point of trying then. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, there's, you know, there is always room for self-reflection. And if, if your life genuinely takes a path in a way that you don't expect and that you want it to go, then absolutely, you know, just live your truth. <laughs> Live your truth. It was, was it in 2020 you did Tick Tick Boom? Yes. So we closed the day before the world pretty much exploded. And by the world, I mean Australia. It was March the 14th that we closed. And then we were all like, oh, there's no toilet paper. And the next day I lost all my gigs. <laughs> That's oh. how I remember. So specifically, we how beautiful. Our, there was a couple of us. Our last gig was tick tick boom and it was literally the day before everything fell apart so that's a beautiful thing <laughs> oh my god how memorable <laughs> how traumatizing <gasps> I, it was like, oh let's take some toilet paper from the theater ha 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 and then boom it was literally a tick tick boom situation but it was it was a perfect way to just kind of go into hibernation with, with theater and like with border restrictions and everything it just went like that so quickly so fast yep 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 we had a great time I tell you what we enjoyed that gig I think maybe we maybe we knew it was about to to get real but oh it was such a such a fun show don't do you know actual musicals very often anymore so to one be able to jump back into theatre world and I mean do it's such an amazing show the score is so cool and it's a nice little intimate way to 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 work on your craft and make some beautiful theatre like I, I had such a good time but yeah it's definitely etched in my mind as like ah and like two weeks later I was still wearing the same pair of track pants <laughs> how the times change <laughs> but it means that when we bring it back in theory it's going to be under much nicer circumstances and much more toilet paper <laughs> good segue I thought <laughs> hopefully much more toilet paper well what I was going to ask is like uh, then throughout the, the the few months of lockdown where it was because you, that, that show was so fresh like did it feel like it was because mm. it like being locked down there was nothing happening like we we're all just stuck at home like did you feel really nostalgic for oh, something that felt like a lifetime ago but it was only like two weeks ago it was so unique it was it was honestly that thought of like how did we go from having 
a theatre full of people watching a show, having a good time. Those were the days. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, like I think I'd sent off an audition for something the next day but kind of sent it off going, hmm, the world seems like it's a bit crazy at the moment. I wonder if this was worth doing. And then, like, next minute just the, the, the emails coming in saying, hey, we'll have to cancel this one and then realising how real it was. And then, yeah, but you're right, it was a matter of weeks before that we were, you know, in such a normal state of life. Like I was, you know, we were doing our we had little season, but, you know, doing normal gigs around it and just all was humming along. You had no idea how much we were about to get flipped upside down. Because it was such a weird time for the art sector as well. How did it feel just trying to keep that performance skills and keep maintaining it and making sure you weren't losing it throughout the the 18 months of COVID? <laughs> That's a really good question, actually. I was talking about this with a friend the other day. I really found, I think there was a period of three months where three months between Tick, Tick, Boom ending and my first gig back, I suppose, and I felt that for the first couple of gigs, my my vocal agility had definitely, I'm not going to say weakened, but it definitely wasn't, I could sing, you know, five gigs in a weekend and be no and be happy, no worries. And I, I'd get to the end of the first gig and go, oh, I can actually feel that. Like I haven't, I, I definitely, I will fully put my hand up and say that I locked down like a sloth. <laughs> I also really needed it. I'd kind of worked myself into the ground as I tend to do, and I'd had a massive burnout. And as bad as it sounds, it actually meant that I could regain control of my you know physical and mental health so I (laughs) I very much kind of ducked out of the world for a bit and then when the gigs did start coming back I was like oh yeah I should probably uh probably get my life together and 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 start getting back in this in the zone and it didn't take too long but there was definitely a little while where I went oh oh I'm gonna have to actually start doing some things now I feel like we're in lockdown for so long but I kind of think about it three months is it's not a long time, but it felt it felt like it was four times that It's like mm-hmm. a weird time warp. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, I, I was not a good artist. <laughs> I was a human being. I took a break. <laughs> it's okay to take a break though. And I we, yeah, we spoke to a couple of artists so. about about that during the peak COVID. It was kind of like their moment yeah. to really reflect on their creative skills and just have a break from it. Because artists work all the time though. Cause Tick Tick Boom was just before COVID. Are we excited to discuss about what's happening with TikTok? Oh, yeah. So we're going to be back, which is so exciting. And I love, I, I always hope that it would, it had been mentioned, but, you know, it, it happens a lot where it's, it's, it's a beautiful idea and then it doesn't really happen. But this has definitely come through again and we're going to be doing another little cheeky weekend of shows at the end of October, which is going to be so cool. I'm so excited. So have you guys so started excited. the rehearsal process or is it still in the it's still in the rough works at the moment just getting No it's, so we as we did when we did the show last year we very much just did uh, not even 2 weeks I think of intense rehearsal so did we learnt the show in that period and then went straight into bumping so we're doing something very similar again where we just have a really intensive looks like week maybe week and a half of just boom 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 and then and then we'll have our little weekend of shows it'll be easy because I mean Josh and I have already done the show before we do have we do have a new actor joining us which is super exciting so it'll be a bit of a harder job for him to kind of learn the titular role the you know the main role and then try and fit in with people who've already done it but I mean 
But we have Chris White coming on board to replace Jack Mack, um, which is, we're very sad to, to be losing Jack, but Chris is going to do an awesome job. Chris and I have been friends for a super long time, and he actually lived with me during the main lockdown last year. So we're, we're coronavirus buddies. Oh, wow. <laughs> we drank many, uh, many uh, uh, an adult beverage on the couch together, reminiscing <laughs> our careers gone, <laughs> gone by. So it'll be really nice to, we've been casting a few things together that either haven't come through or postponed or something. So we're actually just really excited to do a show together finally after quite a few years of friendship. So that's going to be really nice. That's I'm so, so exciting. It's, it's, it's yeah. like 10 times more better when you're performing with your good friends as well. It's just making oh, it, it makes it makes such a nice difference and everyone's just you know we're all like I kind of mentioned before when on that on that tick tick boom stage you know last year it was just three people who were well, plus you know insert how many creatives you know music extracts extracts so many people but like we were all just so stoked to be out there and just going you know what you're awesome I celebrate you let's all be awesome up here and just have a great time and, and hopefully people enjoy it because we're having a good time no matter what what a nice way to work with Tick Tick Boom coming up this year, whereabouts mm-hmm. is this production going to be performing? Is it going to be the same venue or somewhere completely different? No, we have we have moved house. We're not at Beanley this time. We're at the Civic Centre in Ipswich, I'm pretty sure, Ooh. which is going to be amazing. A nice different space for us to work in. I don't actually know much about the space, so that it's all it's going to be fresh, which is super, which is super cool as well. I mean, we were so we were so lucky to work in the in the Crete Street Theatre in Beanley. Like it was actually very appropriate, especially for a three person show. You know, we don't need a huge space, but it's just nice to have another venue who's been interested and. Oh, it's just so nice to do theatre and know that it's coming up. And by October, by the end of October, things better be back to normal. If this one gets cancelled too, that's it. Audrey and I are just going <laughs> to live out in the mountains. <laughs> Can't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I think she'd be really happy with that. She loves luck. She's been in my shirt this whole time, just like just wiggling around and clicking her little beak. And she's now climbing up to my shoulder. She's looking. Oh, she's yeah, she's a cutie. (laughs) I wish I I could show you. She's so sweet and very annoying, but I love her so much. (laughs) But yes, October, bring it on. Tick, tick, boom is going to be super exciting. Yeah, super exciting. And we we normally ask this question. Well, we do ask this question to all of our guests before the end of the podcast, and it's it's really like what do you call it? The focal point of Playhouse Theatre House because it's the home <gasps> of theatre, and you would you would know I'm because it's part of it. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. All right, go on. <laughs> where is home for you, or where do you call home? That is such a big, beautiful philosophical question. <laughs> home for me. Oh, I have so many. I was gonna say I could go really stroke the the beard of wisdom with this, or I could take it really literally. No, I'm gonna go a little bit of both. Um, <laughs> I okay, I'm a, a big believer in living a happy, truthful life, and it's easier said than done. My favorite phrase is "live your truth," right? And for a long time, I didn't do that, and for a long time, I learned that it's very easy to betray yourself, but it's the hard work comes when you decide to to really put the put the put the effort into giving yourself a life that you really deserve. I think home is home is a feeling of contentness, right? And I don't know whether that's necessarily a place, but I think it's a mental state, and it's a really hard one to get to. And it, it, you know, I you read those little those little sayings all the time where it's like, oh, you know, if you're nothing else in life, be happy, mm-hmm. and taking the steps to do that, it's not necessarily easy. 
But, and there are so many more things that come into play than, oh, just choose to do things that you love. But also it is a little bit of that and making the best of what you've got as well. Home is a happy place. And I don't think it has to be a location. And also, oh, man. Where, also wherever um, Audrey is as well. I was just thinking that she's currently like in my armpit a little bit. She's just, I'm like a personal jungle gym. So for Audrey, home is wherever her favorite sunflower seeds are, which is usually with me. She's oh. kept me sane during lockdown. Let's just say that. <laughs> I, think, I think all animals have kept people sane, not going to lie. Oh, absolutely. Mm, yeah. I just watch her do, I'm just like, oh, you eating? That's so interesting. I'm going to watch you for the next <laughs> half an hour. She's a little dinosaur. So, like, why have I got her? Like, why is she mine? I have a dinosaur friend. She lives in my house. Like, how bizarre. I love that so much. Humans are so cute. We just love to keep things safe. <laughs> Very true. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast with us. Thank you for chatting with us. Thank you for having me. That was so much fun. I just love waffling on about, about stuff I love. <laughs> <laughs> now, before, before we... Um, Say goodbye. Um, is there anywhere mm-hmm. we can catch up with your with your socials and also more information about Tick Tick Boom? Oh, okay. Well, um, socials wise, uh, you better actually. You know what? I'm going to plug my band. I'm going to plug not only Tick Tick Boom things, but I'm also going to plug my band. Go for um, it. So Tick Tick Boom on Facebook. If you search that production company, and that is in capital letters, um, that will be. Um, 99.9% sure um, where all of the tick tick boom things are going to be posted and if you're on if you're on Instagram um, when you know gigs are back on and we're actually allowed to be in the outside world um, it's called the accidents band that's me singing my face off at a variety of different places so social media ahoy and if you if you do want some really amazing Audrey spam um <laughs> it's pretty much all it is at the moment my instagram is underscore steph long underscore come and see the green bird she's she's pretty much the most exciting part of my life right now <laughs> <laughs> no guys thank you for having me no thank you for coming in yeah we can't wait to see more gigs and fabulous well when lockdown's over but more fabulous gigs <sighs> more performances fabulous yay Definitely. October. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's lock it in. Tick, tick. Oh, yeah. What's on this week, Charles? Well, obviously, if you're keen to see Stephanie in Tick, Tick, Boom, it will open in October at the Ipswich Civic Centre. And make sure you check out that production company's socials to keep up to date with it. Gorge. And after a year-long hiatus, one of the Sunny Coast's favourite theatre companies, Mad About Theatre, are back with more feathers, sparkles and sequins than ever before for the Aussie smash hit musical Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. For those who love or are yet to experience the Oscar-winning 1994 Australian film, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert is the hilarious adventure of three loud, proud, bound for the outback to put on the show of a lifetime, complete with non-stop dance classics. This party travels to Noosa, Rockhampton and Calandra from the 29th of October to the 13th of November. Now, our next Playhouse pick is some fun community theatre hitting up the Bayside. Savoyards are presenting the rarely performed comedic gem, The Drowsy Chaperone. You've heard of it? Yeah. Oh, this my is God. Cool. Okay. okay. What, what else is... 
What tells more chills? You want more? Okay, here we go. So when a diehard theatre fan plays his album, the characters come to life in this hilarious musical farce. This will play at the Star Theatre in Wynnum from the 25th of September to the 9th of October. Come on, Wynnum. Hop That's in, awesome. Hopping right now, that area. Yeah, place to be. Now, finally, the last Playhouse pick is presented by our Episode 6 roomie. I'll give you 13 seconds to remember who that was. Episode 6, Early Days. It was a, a second recording day, I think. Um, it was very early on. Um, 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 he and I are going to be putting on a future smash hit ice skating production oh, of Endometriosis yes. on Ice. Sam Klingner. Sam Klingner of SK Entertainment. So definitely go back and listen to that episode if you've, if you've got some time. Of course, SK Entertainment are putting on the marvellous Menopause the Musical being presented at the Star Gold Coast. Not to be confused with the Star Wynnum or the Star Sydney. There's a lot of stars. But this star is the Gold Coast <laughs> in Broad <laughs> Beach. Just to clarify, it's on 24th and 25th of September. There is a matinee in there too somewhere. Celebrating its 20th anniversary, the original New York and Las Vegas hilarious hit Menopause the Musical returns to Australia in 2021. Four women at a lingerie sale <laughs> have nothing in common but black a black lace bra, memory loss, hot flushes, night sweats. This celebration of women set to classic tunes from the 60s, 70s and 80s is sure to be an absolute stellar night at the star. And don't forget that we can always show up the show notes and on our socials of all of our Playhouse picks and everything like that. How was that? Spend, spend some time in nature. Go for a bit of a walk around, smell the fresh air. Fresh air, sunshine, green greenery. Oh, the, the song that came into my mind was like, sunshine, lollipops and rainbows Aww. everywhere. <laughs> It is a wholesome song. It is wholesome. Absolute legend having the wonderful Stephanie coming up onto this podcast. And we really appreciate all of her wisdom, all of her knowledge. And yeah, we can't wait to see Tick Tick Boom back up and running. Without a doubt. Without what a fun time. Doubt. I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye to you, Brooke. <laughs> oh, bye Chelsea. Bye. Everybody. And, and see. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Hey there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. It's Matt Young, and I want you to listen to the Story Chunder podcast. It's based on the live event where Brisbane storytellers tell true and sometimes embarrassing stories from their lives for the delight and approval of a live audience. So listen in to the Story Chunder podcast. I'll see you at the Chunder. 